What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. guys welcome back to conspire normal we are back from a rather long break and it's been uh it's been really exciting let me tell you uh surfiel you uh got to go to the to the big apple i understand babylon herself yeah i brought brought a friend back with you (laughs) yeah Uh, it was very interesting, yeah, getting to see the uh, ruins and the cargo cults of the uh, Gilded Age robber barons with their hermetic mysticism and whatnot. It was a, uh, it's pretty wild. Uh, oh, what's seeing, it? Seeing all the the sights and um, feeling the energy and the pace and seeing Cleopatra's needle and mm-hmm. then yeah. all the hundreds of modern obelisks and temples to capital it was it was something else definitely a an eye-opening life-changing experience yeah i think you went did you go to the statue of liberty and do all that stuff too like the end of the typical stuff yeah I basically and then, did all the manhattan stuff but then there's other there's other interesting stuff there like uh i went there about five years ago now it's been over five years and actually hung out with peter robbins there and uh you know, I didn't even know about the obelisk in Central Park. Like, I didn't even know what. Where is that? Like, what part of Central Park is that? Like, what's it close to? Do you know? The I Museum of Natural made... History. So, oh, okay, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. Trying to think of what street it is. I don't know. I'm not a New Yorker. Well, I mean, it's just man. There's so much to do there in that city. Like what you just described there, like the Museum of Natural History or like the Metropolitan Museum of Art. You could spend literal days in each yeah. one of those. 
alone. Well, I spent a good portion of a day at the at the Met and didn't even make it to yeah. the first floor. Yeah. Did you see like the the Egyptian and the Mesopotamian oh, yeah. stuff, man? Yeah. Yeah, that stuff's like pretty impressive. Like that's one of the best like collections of it. And I don't think the two times that I've actually been to it that I ever made it past the first floor. Yeah, so a lot of interesting stuff there. So I uh, a marble carving of Mary Magdalene holding a vessel, of course. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I think in the Mesopotamian stuff, they've got like the wall that's like the like the the cherubs or whatever they are from like Babylon. I think they've got those in the entrance. Like it's really like it's really impressive, dude. Yeah. Like a really, really impressive place. And then you came back and uh we'll just say that you're just recovering. We'll, we'll just put it that Yeah, way. stay away from New York, everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we're glad that you're doing okay. And uh we're back here, guys, for the year in review that we do every year. And I've done a year in review for this show since 2015. So if you want like a a summary of conspiracy normal. All you got to do is go back to the show in 2015. You'll at least get every episode, I think, from like episode 60 or 50 or something like that. And uh, you can find out what guests we've had on. And if you want to listen to those shows only, you can do that. and You'll get a good summary of what we've what we've talked about. So uh, and we're not just going to do that. We're going to talk about the shows, obviously, that we've had. Um, but. We're also going to talk a little bit about some of the plans that we have for what's coming up in 2022 and some of the things that we're thinking of, like expanding strange realities and all this type of thing. So uh, that'll be in like the latter part of the show. So if you are ready, sir, we will get started down trip down memory lane. Yeah. Before that, I just uh, wanted to ask you if you had any general impressions of the year. And uh, it wasn't quite the complete regeneration we hoped for, you know, but I, I think we saw like signs of it coming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think just for me personally, I mean, at the beginning of last, the beginning of this year, I was still in Chattanooga. I was still down there and uh, decided to come back to Nashville and th- things once like the vaccine really started getting rolling you know things got a little things seemed to get a little better a little more back to normal and then the delta hit and then you know of course i got covid this year and uh you know everybody that listened to the show knows all that and i was okay but you know there was a very i would say in a lot of ways there's just a real surrealness to 2021 yeah 2021 was very liminal in a way it's like we were kind of getting out of 2020 and trying to learn how to live, not just with like COVID, but also I guess in the new kind of just reality of how things are in our country and in the world. And, um, you know, I think it just kind of remains to be seen, but, uh, I mean, just, I think personally, I mean, 2021 has been a pretty decent year. Yeah. You know? I've had a lot of great things happen. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Um, we obviously, you know, for a good couple of months there in the middle of it, we were busy with the conference and planning for that. And 
that was something that was nerve wracking. I think for us both and that we just didn't know what was going to happen. We didn't know how successful it was going to be with, because we've said before, you know, Delta spiked here back in August. So we didn't really know how we were going to handle it, but uh, it went fairly well with the conference. And we, um, you know, I think that uh, us just doing it and, and just having it, um, being brave enough to put it on. And as far as I know, uh, there's been no, no one got sick and that was a success in and of itself. Yeah. And, and, and you know, we might've had a little window there before these other variants really started picking up. So, right, right. Exactly. So it was you know, nice that, that, to take advantage of that while we could. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, I think that's just part of how we kind of had to live our life. I mean, Obviously, the new variant is going to spike up, but then it's going to come back down. And I'm really hoping that um, it's not going to be as bad or as deadly as as the previous ones have been. And we're kind of seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. So, I mean, I think for me, uh, it's been a pretty decent year. I mean, much better, I think, than 2020 in a lot of ways. Um, what about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Um, just starting to see that, that hope, uh, that things are going to regenerate. People can get back to business and, um, personally, a lot of great breakthroughs in my life. Uh, but, uh, we'll see for 2022. I really hope it is that. Well, I, you know, I think that just like politically, we're still in pretty much a hell of a state and I think we're going to be for a little while. You know, you and I were talking about this earlier today. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of turmoil, but uh, I think that as everything within everything, life goes on. You still got to wake up in the morning. You still got to go to work. So it is what it is. Yeah, we're going to see what it's like when smoke clears and some of these strained uh, relationships. See how some of this stuff goes on the other side of this. Um, Some things are probably uh, unrepairable. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure everyone ex- has experienced this in their life. We saw the continuation of some of those trends and other parts of uh, alternative media, whatever you want to call it. And uh, we just kind of doubled down and had to go our own way in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, we can, you know, we kind of continue that way from, from 2020. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you can't, um, I, I didn't, kind of feel like in a lot of ways that like the, the conspiracy i guess if there is such a thing as a conspiracy community we kind of feel just like you know we're not uh don't want to be a part of some of that stuff and i think that that's just us having to just be honest about it we've gotten some flack over it especially when we decided we made the decision to check vaccine ids we got so much flack from people that weren't ever going to become to strange realities <laughs> You know, just just because they could, just because they could email us and they could they could bitch and they could feel they could feel a sense of uh, of of uh, entitlement or a sense of like they were in charge or something. Who knows? But uh, if you're ready to go down the list, we will talk about our episodes from this last year. Yeah, let's uh, get into it. So technically, the first show of uh, 2021 was the year review from last year, which is 347. But we won't talk about that. Uh, the first guest episode that we had, uh, this one was interesting. 
controversial. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Episode 348. This was Alex Akiris, which was about his book, Why Evil Matters. And um, yeah, I got an email from him and got him on and um, got into somewhat of a debate with him on that episode about the McMartin preschool case, which I don't feel like any of us were really prepared to really debate. And uh, it was an interesting book, but I feel like he just kind of becomes obsessed with a lot of of the satanic panic narrative. And um this was something that we didn't really want to explore. I kind of wanted to get his thoughts on, I guess, why evil mattered, but we kind of got bogged down in satanic panic stuff. Um, right. What were your thoughts about this show? Well, the it only was one good, we ever had to put a disclaimer on, I think. Yeah. It was a good kickoff to a lot of things that I would end up researching for the rest of the year and kind of put light on things. I think it relates a lot to a lot of the research you did too. Um, but like some of that weird traditionalist Catholic stuff that relies on uh, proving certain things in order to define good and evil, I think he was kind of the same way, but had to use some of this SRA stuff in order to prove the existence of evil. Um, but yeah, instead of you know, a philosophical discussion. We got kind of bogged down in the weeds of some of this stuff, but it, he's also very critical of, of Christianity in this yeah. book. And, yeah. you know, me and you were talking and, and kind of asking ourselves, you know, why, why would someone, you know, so critical of Christianity, why would all of this satanic panic investigation that comes from that world, you know, why would he be so reliant on it? And uh, I think it's really informed my understanding of how a lot of these uh, seemingly disparate positions are coming together. This kind of confederation of these various traditionalisms and philosophies that uh, it's getting into some pretty strange territory. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was the biggest thing for me. That's like it was a very big cognitive dissonance when you're reading you're reading a chapter and he's interviewing people like Russ Dizdar, uh, who we lost this year because of COVID. Um, and he then the next thing he's talking about the talking to the guy that is uh, basically has the the whole theory that Rome created Christianity as a fake religion and as a state controlled religion and this type of thing. I'm just like. You know, because for me, a lot like you just said, a lot of the satanic panic narrative really kind of came from, really comes from an evangelical Christian or a fundamentalist Christian basis. Yeah, and as you've so. explored, has has a, a lot of traditionalist Catholic origins in the 1970s. Yeah, and I think that just like, but we know she's like the conspirituality movement has kind of uh, co-opted a lot of those same narratives as well. So. Yeah, it all it all fits together in these ideas of right of an uh, evil materialist or rather demonic elite, um, right, etc. So it was it was good to have a little bit of controversy, but it's kind of just pointing out how much harder it's becoming for us 
uh, I think mostly just because of personal reasons to um, to have some guests like this who are uh, presenting information that like seems neutral, but it's really aligned to all these really, really weird reactionary movements. And uh, it's becoming a lot harder to coexist with this kind of stuff. Yeah, I agree. Uh, 349, this is Amy Petula, the Corpsewood Manor murders. Now, this was a good episode. I met um, Amy actually when I was in Chattanooga. She is the head of the Chattanooga Ghost Tours, and she was just part of our conference back in October. And uh, she wrote a book about the Corpsewood Manor murders, um, which was this uh, case that happened where these two guys that were living out in the woods in north georgia were killed by these two guys i think it was like 1982 i'm pretty sure that's when it was and um they also the two guys that were murdered actually were satanists or i guess affiliated with the church of satan yeah i guess you could say actual satanists yeah yeah actual satanists that was uh that was an interesting interesting episode and we kind of got some of her ideas about um how Howard Finster might be involved, the artist that was there in uh, Somerville, Georgia. Yeah, not in a negative uh, way, but in not in like a negative a, way. No, a cosmic, um, in a cosmic healing of yeah. a yeah. distraught community. Yeah, yeah. So she had some interesting ideas about that that actually didn't end up in her book, but um, uh, there was also too that weird in the same area because i'm from pretty close to that area there's there was also the the guy that uh had the funeral the the cremation service and he wasn't cremating the bodies and that was all kind of part of that general kind of like milieu that was going around there at the same at that time as you kind of you know that there might have been some weirdness going on there too another cool Uh, instance where true crime crosses over with this with more paranormal, weird, paranormal yep. and, and uh, countercultural stuff where um, it's it's good for us to do shows like that because a lot of times a lot of true crime podcasts, you know, really aren't uh, really familiar with a lot of the kind of cultural context of the stuff. Right. We followed that with uh, episode 350. Timothy Renner and Joshua Cutchin. This is the second one that we did with them about where the footprints in volume two. Uh, the first one that we talked to them about, that was about uh, folklore and um, actually did this on purpose, having a 350th episode. But uh, this one uh, talks about the evidence, more of the evidence that they collected to the thesis that Bigfoot is much more supernatural. And not really a flesh and blood creature. So yeah, this yeah, is those, those guys are great. I mean, those are some of the best friends of the show. A couple of people that we always enjoy having on is uh, both those guys. And if you have not read both of those books, uh, go purchase them. They're actually they're on Kindle, whatever. But uh, definitely highly recommended by us. Um, Anything that those two gentlemen do is recommended. The passport to Magonia of Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 351. This is Professor Wham. Uh, that's what she goes by. This is, uh, we talked about her book, Mysterious Beauty, uh, which is um, 
also called Living in the Paranormal in the Hudson Valley. And this was uh, her kind of experiences. She lives in the Hudson Valley of New York. And if anybody knows anything about the Hudson Valley, it is kind of a strange kind of paranormal hotspot. It's got a lot of, of course, in the 80s, it had a lot of uh, UFO sightings and whatnot. And there's also a lot of uh, hauntings and these type of things. And we talk about a lot about kind of like uh, what the native inhabitants of the area experience and how we need to kind of more pay attention to what they experience as well. Yeah, um, it's real. Her perspective on that is really refreshing because uh, you get so many Indian legend tellers, you know, who don't have actual connections to people or actual authorities on this stuff, but she is uh, the opposite of exploitative and, uh, you know, has really insightful and accurate things about, the actual Native Americans and not, like I said, some second or yeah. third hand Indian legends. Right, right. Um, and Professor Wham has come back on a couple of times this year. We'll talk, we'll, we'll talk about that more as we get closer to those episodes. But um, we followed that up with 352, Michael Hughes, third time we've had Mike on, uh, this debunking satanic panic and podcast disinformation is what I titled that show. And uh, <laughs> that was kind of was a response actually, to the yeah, Alex this, yeah, this is this is uh, this is a response to the Alex Sakaris episode because we really kind of felt like we were kind of personally uh, unprepared of with the episode and i know that mike and mike had actually been interviewed with alex uh, for a show they were going to do about pizzagate and apparently that episode never came out and there was kind of a falling out between the two of them and i wanted to kind of get mike's perspective on it and we kind of i kind of wanted to talk to him about this stuff anyway you know so uh we didn't just talk about that but we talked a little bit about like kind of like you know, his thoughts on the big Martin because it all kind of revolved around the big Martin preschool stuff um, and media sensationalism. But then we also talked about in that episode, uh, the COVID disinformation and some of the yeah. people that he felt were like, you know, even like advocating violence. Um, and we kind of talked about what the motivations of those hosts are and why that uh, they continue to kind of promote like the disinformation that is out there. Yeah. He's had a lot of some, I would say he's had a, a similar experience uh, yeah. that we've had, you know, coming from this, this culture and um, getting really disillusioned um, as you, you know, grow and, and become a little sharper about things and more discerning. Uh, so, so yeah, it was, that was a very good, uh, that was a very good discussion. And uh, he continued that same stream on into the uh, strange realities conference. In yeah. His presentation. I feel, yeah. I felt like that conversation that we were having uh, and some of the things that he had posted on Twitter before that were really kind of a basis for um, uh, what he later presented at, uh, at strange realities. All right. So continuing. Um, 353 this was just you and i this is something we did which was mysteries of mardi gras yep and you can kind of talk about how you got interested in in doing why you wanted to do this show we actually uh put this out right before uh fat tuesday which was february 16th of this year yeah i don't come from a 
any families with those uh, with those traditions. But after our experience on twelfth night of, gosh, what year was that? Two thousand nineteen. Nineteen, and yeah. uh, just looking more into the the symbolism and ancient origins, it really opened up a whole whole new understanding for uh, the development of Mardi Gras in in the United States you know, as its own thing, not, not really concentrating on the ancient stuff, but um, it's a real interesting history, you know, window into a lot of different social elements and, and history. Uh, so it was cool to, to put that on. And we've incorporated a lot of that into our mystic crew as well, which is one of our, uh, which is our own mystic crew, one of our Patreon levels. And uh, we've been doing our hangouts themed around, around that symbolism. Um, Though uh, it it is uh, to be seen what's going to happen to the Mystic crew as we shift that into our uh, Strange Realities uh, monthly speaker engagements. Yeah, more about that later. Um, right, yeah, I learned a lot from that also, too. I mean, I got a book that you wanted me to read that's uh, a lot of interesting history about it. Um, and that was all just kind of from, like Sir Phil said, I and mean, we ended up in beginning of 2019 we were in florida we ended up in pensacola uh in a mardi gras celebration we had no idea what was even going to happen so you know it's kind of interesting and that was actually a 12th night celebration which that's the you know that'll be coming up i think on january 5th i think is that's what it is right i think um we followed that up 354 christopher ernst where we talked about Meher Baba and kind of like alternative religious movements. Meher Baba was a uh, Indian mystic that uh, lived in the 20th century that his parents were actually adherents of. And we kind of talked about uh, who Meher Baba was, uh, his significance, some of his thoughts and beliefs, and just kind of like, you know, his own experiences growing up in that. And then we also talked about some of the things that you uh, kind of grew up in as well. So, like, we kind of titled this uh, Meher Baba and Alternative Religious Movements is what I titled this. Yeah. Uh, and he continued uh, some of those themes in his pre- presentation in Strange Realities 2021 as well. He went into more detail, some stuff he touched on on that episode. Mm-hmm. I definitely check it out. Uh, we love Chris, and uh, I got to actually see him in New York yeah, at the you Psychedelic did. Film yeah. Festival and, and uh, see uh, one of his films, uh, Corpse. That was what did, you, really what did cool. you think? What did you think of it? I had seen it. It was cool seeing it in a screening yeah. room. Yeah, and yeah, I liked it a lot. I liked the tie-in with the the weird uh, biotech company and alchemical <laughs> themes and and all that. So it was it was really cool. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the one where he was like kind of the, the illusions of the yellow king and all that. Is it yeah. not right? Yeah. Yeah. I think he talked to Sarai about that um, a few episodes, a couple episodes that he did. Where did the road go? 355, Chrissy Elliott, Plant Sentience and Intelligence. Uh, this was an interesting show where we talked about plant intelligence and whether or not plants are a lot. Well, we know they're alive, obviously, but plants can feel and plants can think and these these different ideas. And we also talked about her because she is, uh, uh, I guess, a journalist out in uh, California. 
and kind of like her kind of like forays into the Bigfoot world and what she thought of it and kind of her initial uh, impressions about it and kind of like why the there is such an obsession with Bigfoot. She kind of did a gonzo mm-hmm. uh, kind of anthropological thing, inserting herself into those communities. And followed up by 356, Richard Spence uh, brought him back last year, back in 2021. I want to get him back on sometime in 2022 because there's a lot to talk about with him. Uh, but this we did a kind of like a, the, I called it Secret History of Anti-Semitism. Yeah, we were real was, deep. Yeah, this was like a this is like a college lecture. This thing, yeah, uh, yeah, and it's like a two hour. It's an over. It's almost a two hour and thirty minute episode. Okay, it's like it's it's really long, but uh, we kind we talked about, of course, like the origins of anti semitism, the course of it, um, how a lot of this has really gone down into conspiracy memes, even until t- into today. Yeah, absolutely. And what uh, the implications of that are. So, yeah, that's a definite one that I would listen to. And like I said, I want to get him on back on fairly soon um, because, you know, there's the Russia book that he did about Wall Street and the Russian Revolution that I read that is excellent. I still think we could do a whole entire show on. Um, yeah, not to pat ourselves on the back, but. You know, I remember like sh- previewing this, like showing the graphic to some people and they're just like, oh shit, really? You're going to do that? Like, oh, you yeah. know, and, and uh, yeah. you know, you shouldn't be afraid to um, really delve into, you know, things that are really touchy subjects. If you're, if you're going to exist in this alternative media universe, you really need to be informed about the genealogy of a lot of these ideas and you can't sweep this stuff under the rug. Right. Right. They're some of the really ugly history. Yeah, I mean, things like the blood libel and those type of things, I mean, those are coming up in the QAnon movement. Yeah, and all this stuff made, is impossible to understand without having, without right. understanding that background. We made that point in the in the episode as well. Um, we followed this up, 357, Soraya and Tim joined us for kind of an impromptu episode because we had a guest go MIA. I won't tell you who that guest was, but uh, uh, this is Where Did the Strange Familiars Go? And I kind of want to see what we talked about, uh, reincarnation, Dyson spheres, transhumanism, of course, Bigfoot. <laughs> Sounds like well. a so, the road go show. Yeah. Yeah. It was. And I think we also talked about, um, uh, how we kind of felt about, um, our shows and how our, how our shows kind of corresponded, how they differed, uh, what the fans, the different fans are for, for the for our show yeah that was fun i remember that yeah 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 uh 358 was momentous because i was this is when i came back to nashville and we did our first show together for like an entire year oh yeah Yeah, like in in person we're actually over zoom now but uh uh that'll be rectified soon uh but we did this with craig chaconi uh we called it uh, this was about the movie judas and the black messiah what really happened uh we talked a lot about more of a focus because i had talked to, to craig back in 2015 about uh the assassinations but of the 60s and we talked about fred hampton then but in this episode we went way more into detail of just about fred hampton yeah what happened um 
how the movie kind of differed from the reality of the situation. Um, we also talked about kind of like Craig's pretty much lifelong struggle of trying to get hold of FBI documents mm-hmm. that um, pertain to the Hampton, to the Fred Hampton case. Yeah. I believe he's um, the number one requester of FOIA documents. Yeah. To yeah. Fred Hampton. Yeah. And Fred Hampton, I mean, if you, anybody has seen Judas and the Black Messiah, he was a, a Black Panther leader that was assassinated in the 19, in the late, in like 1969 and uh, uh, pretty much uh, had a police death squad sent after him um, and they killed him. And there was some involvement with the FBI with that too. And that's something that Craig has been trying to, to find out uh, for a little while. And I uh, proudly display. Craig's yes. um, map of Dealey Plaza at the time of the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Yeah. Um, on my wall, it's a uh, nice uh, uh, map created by an architectural firm that shows you the position of everyone. It also has a uh, key all the witnesses. They're, they're, they're all, all little witnesses. dots. Yeah, yeah. 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 The guidebook is great too. Yeah. Yeah. And it tells you what, who each person was and all that kind of stuff. 359 Walter Bosley joined us for the first time in a while and this was about his uh, I think it's released now but his book um the secret missions 5 book and we uh, what do we talked about several things um Spanish conquistadors we talked about Santiago um the lost civilizations what the guys are looking for Secret societies of the secret societies, yeah. Which you had just gone down to Florida right before that, and you had seen some, or about a month or so before that, you had seen some like historic plaque for the crew of Santiago. Yeah, right. So that was an interesting episode, which then followed by three sixty. Adam Go Rightly, Saucer Spooks and Kooks. Highly recommended. Yeah, highly recommended book. Um, this is pretty much a detail of not just the Benowitz affair, but uh, several people that just it really focuses on the whole, like, you know, Dulce Bay stuff and um, how that's kind of become this modern mythology. Any thoughts on that one? It's a really great account of UFO disinfo, especially in that, that period in the 80s and early 90s. And it's, you know, it's wonderfully written, very colorful style, like all of Gorightly's books. Very enjoyable read. Uh, followed by P.D. Newman. Second time we had P.D. on. This is uh, talking about his books, Angels in Vermilion, uh, which is more of a kind of a study on, uh, on the hallucinogens used by Freemasons, which he continues kind of the same, the same kind of thing that he used in Alchemically Stoned. And this is more kind of talking about the red powder that was supposedly made from acacia that caused hallucinogenic effects and uh, talk about characters like John D and the Royal Society and theosophy and how that's all kind of connected into that. So, but he also talked to, he also presented on that at strange realities too. Yeah. Yeah. So. Gave excellent talk. Um, anyone who missed that, go back and check it out for sure. He was a really cool guy. It was great to meet him as well at Strange Realities. Yeah. And uh, he shared some really interesting stuff with me. And uh, I look forward to uh, 
what he has in store next. Followed by that was 362. This is Professor Wham returned. Uh, this was, I titled this Working for a Serial Killer. Uh, now, this one was really interesting. I think I was solo on this one for some reason, but we talked about her experiences working with Robert Burdella in Kansas City in the 1980s, who was a convicted serial killer, killed, but they don't even really know how many he probably killed. But some of her thoughts about knowing this man, working for him, and then knowing that, you know, this person that you knew or you thought you knew was actually a vicious serial killer. Yeah. And that's cool because that intersection of true crime and paranormal stuff is like, very personal also yeah and so you know you get to ask someone who is open to uh, different kinds of spiritual realities what those experiences were like weird senses and feelings she got from from this man objects and it was really really cool yeah it is also too just like whether or not there was some kind of attachment on him and kind of the speculation of that as well um yeah, because she's very, very intelligent, but very open-minded. So it was cool to talk to someone yeah. about some kind of true crime stuff who is all those things and very close to it. 363, this was a big kind of roundtable event that we did. This is the Uniwatch Conspiracy Normal Campfire, we called this. This is my cousin Jason. He was doing a, uh, a show and uh, promoting it with some of the performers from this all-day event that he was doing. And uh, Steve Stockton actually joined us for this one and kind of helped us. The, we ended up really kind of till we talked about the event, but then we also talked about a lot of the uh, performers kind of personal experiences as well. And I thought we got some pretty decent um, experiences out of them. Yeah. And Steve was on hand to kind of help us kind of like interpret that. And some of the things that he has heard of as well. Uh, 364 Jenny Ashford. And Tom Ross from the 13 o'clock podcast. Uh, this, I think, uh, was, I think I was also, where were you on these two? I don't know. What were you doing? I think you were moving, maybe. I don't, this was in May. So I think that's what it was. Okay. I always love talking to Tom and Jenny. I mean, we talk about just about anything. I mean, horror movies, anything you basically want to talk about. I mean, if you haven't checked out their podcasts they're really worth, really worth listening to. I mean, it's much more chaotic than our show and it can go on for like, you know, there's been one that went on for like six hours. Cause they like to, they like to drink, but uh, I have a lot of fun with them on, on, uh, on this episode. So yeah, 13 o'clock podcast, 365. We're good friend. AP strange. Aficionado Prodigious Strange joined us. This is the second time we had him on. We had him on in 2020, but uh, we talked about the strange world and the nexus of Elvis and UFOs. This one was real fun. Yeah. Uh, We talked specifically about a book, I think, entitled Elvis and UFOs, uh, but also was was Elvis an alien-human hybrid? Was he sent by the Fae to enchant the world with his heavenly voice? <laughs> you know, these are all things that we speculate on. And then, you know, of course, we talk about the conspiracy theories. And I talked a lot about the uh, Elvis is Alive documentaries and how basically they were kind of a knockoff of UFO cover up live mm-hmm. and how basically the UF, the Elvis is Alive documentaries essentially were the same as um, 
unsolved mysteries with these like bullshit reenactments and Elvis, like the mysterious Elvis walking into the light and all these type of things. Uh, so that was, that was a good one. Um, let's see. I'm losing my place. Okay. 366 Steve Stockton. Always love having Steve on uh, this. We talked about his, his book on, he put out like two books this year. Yeah. Uh, Smoky mountain mysteries. And what's the easiest choice you can make window instead of middle seat, picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket, outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba da ba ba ba. And of course, you know we are in Tennessee, and Smoky Mountains is fairly close to us. And Steve is from East Tennessee, so we talked about um, how some of the stories, some of the hauntings, some of the things that he's experienced out there, but then also uh, some of the mysterious disappearances that have taken place there. And especially the uh, uh, Dennis Martin case, which is one, probably one of the most famous uh, missing 411 type stories that you get from the Smokies. Those are all great collections tied to specific areas. And then uh, Aaron O'Brien, who joined us from last year and uh, from, yeah, last year, still, it's still 2021 as we're recording this, Jason Gusman. Uh, Aaron is the artist and Jason is the writer of a book called Return to Snakeland, a graphic novel um, about uh, some strange goings on, murders, um, these type of things that were happening, kind of satanic panic kind of era in their hometown of Buffalo, New York. We were mostly talking about the podcast version of that. Yeah. Yeah. And this was not just, yeah. We talked to Aaron about the graphic novel before that, but yeah, there is a new, there's a podcast that they put out, which they put out one season now, which I highly recommend if you want to listen to a good kind of like um, a good true crime podcast, but that is also has a kind of paranormal elements to it as well. Yeah. Uh, check out return to snake land with, um, Aaron O'Brien and Jason Gusman. And also, if you can find it, um, check out the graphic novel as well. They may still have some copies on hand. Um, it's well worth uh, checking out. 368, Tim Banal, our good friend Tim, and Aaron Gullius joined us for kind of a weird news roundup, UFO foolishness, 
some good saucer life stories. Aaron will be back uh, in a few weeks on, on, on the show as well. Um, might have been a little later on, but there, no, I think, yeah, I think it was a little later on. We talked to them, but uh, this, we talked a lot about uh, UFO news, how we really didn't care about it. Weird news. That, old curmudgeons that banal had, yeah, had, uh, had, um, dug up and also you of course like saucer life stuff from the saucer life as well then we had our good buddy chris Corey for episode 369 and we talked he, he has a uh, instagram called vintage ufos uh we talked about the death of tim beckley and talked a little bit more about uh, the montauk stuff and the philadelphia experiment that is also a there is a a video version of that. And if you go to the podcast feed to the, in the description, you can find the video version because Chris showed us a lot of the record albums and paraphernalia that he has collected over the years that deal with uh, UFOs. And then also some of the stuff that deal with Tim Beckley's work as well. So, yeah, it's, it's a lot of cool visual accompaniment on that one. So you should, you should watch the YouTube version if you have, yeah, you can do yeah, that. Definitely. And and we should mention too the one that we did on Mardi Gras, there's a YouTube version of that too, because there's a lot of visual stuff on that. Yeah. Same So them. so if you go back, uh listen to that as well. And hopefully uh, we'll find some stuff uh like that to do this year. Yeah. Um, though, you know, really our YouTube isn't really our main our main strength, but we do know right. a lot of a lot of right. people do discover us through that, and it's cool to give some kind of visual thing. Yeah, we we focus more on the podcast side and then we but we you know we do put the show out on YouTube as well and it's there. I mean, check it out. I mean, go go subscribe to it, uh Spiranormal Podcast. I mean, you can find us. We'd you know love to have more subscribers. Episode 370, Taylor Bell, Green Lion and the Sigil Arcanum Tarot. Green Lion is the name of his podcast. And Sigil Arcanum Tarot is a tarot card deck that he has worked on. Um, we talked to Taylor about importance of mystery. We study paranormal topics and how it's equally important to maintain that sense of mystery. And we talk about kind of like his encounters with, uh, the deity Tecate, which is really interesting. Oh. And of course we talked a lot about his tarot deck and some of the uses and how it's different from others as well. So, um, moving on, uh, 371 William Ramsey. I, I like I like William's work for the most part. Um, you know, we've had him on the show before. Uh we'll more than likely have him on again. Uh Global Death Cult. Uh, this is a book that he did about the order of nine angles. That's what it's called, right? Yeah. It's kind of the influence that they have had um over I guess just scarily enough in the military, but also like few school shooters and these type of things as well. Yeah. It's like a, uh, white supremacist, um, nihilistic quasi Satanist kind of, uh, group that seems to attract, uh, naturally attract the very worst and encourage murder. Yeah. Yeah. We would encourage not checking them out. Uh, <laughs> 
372, Robert Guffey returned to the show. Uh, always love having Robert on. We talked about his his fiction book, Bela Lugosi's Dead. Uh, but we talked about a lot about kind of his fascination with Bela Lugosi and oddly enough, Lugosi's kind of relationship with Manly P. Hall. Yeah. And esotericism. And then there was also, we talked a lot about, uh, he had done a couple of series. This one was more about the January 6th insurrection where we talked about uh, the series he did with the Evergreen Review. And uh, this is also something that was dealing with QAnon, which is something that he's been looking into a lot lately. Yeah, it's always great to have Robert Guffey. Yeah, I always have a really good experience. I think we talked to him for like, God, it was probably like three hours, I think, all total. Um, 373 David Metcalf our good buddy uh, UFO Media and Skywatch TV where we talked about uh, how he felt that UFOs have been depicted have, were being depicted in the media uh, media perception of them uh, how the narrative has been spun and we looked at the fascinating wonderful world that is Skywatch <laughs> TV which you know we've we've talked about also with Dr. Future as well uh, yes yeah, he uh, this year continues too. to chronicle the paranormalization of uh, American fringe Christianity and uh, yeah. you know relates to UFOs and Bigfoot and everything else is just getting kind of thrown in this big burrito 374 Alan Greenfield came back this is as we're kind of starting to more promote the conference at this point. Uh, Alan Greenfield and Stephanie Quick and Olaf Phillips joined us, which we got to meet Olaf at the conference this year. Yeah. Uh, we talked a lot because Olaf is uh, Greenfield's publisher and uh, really helps um, Greenfield out a lot. And we talked more about Tim Beckley because Alan knew Tim very well. Um, and some of the things that, uh, Alan did as a teenage ufologist, um, and talked more about Olaf, about, um, secret cipher, the UFOnaut things he's been experimenting with that and Alan Stephanie about sex magic. And of course, anytime you have Alan Greenfield on, it is the Alan and Greenfield show, <laughs> but it was, so. it was really great to have them come out to strange realities and get to get to meet both of them. Or as I call it, the Alan Greenfield Deaf Comedy Jam. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I think I think I did these two episodes at the same day. I think I did. I had to. to there was a cancellation that we had to reschedule. But uh, three seventy five. I did this one. Uh, Barbara Mango and Lynn Miller. This is about their book Convergence. Uh, Barbara Mango is someone that uh, is part of Brent Rain's kind of circle, and she talks a lot about. Uh, the book is called Convergence, the Interconnection of Extraordinary Experiences. Um, and they look at just that, what you know, the four modalities of the paranormal experiences and how they connect. So those that's you, you they call you UAP encounters, which uh, unidentified aerial phenomenon, UFOs, near-death experiences, out-of-body experiences, and past life recall. And what these mean um about the human experience. And um, of course, as you think, I'm a, whenever I have somebody on to talk about some of this stuff, I always have them relate their, their own personal experiences along with it as well. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty interesting. A lot of this stuff about the uh, near death experiences and those things, how they relate to UFOs. 
376, David Perkins. This was all about cattle mutilations. David is um, a cattle mutilation research from back in the day. And um, he's was a conspiracy normal listener that listened to the show, but he has also talked about a lot about in go rightly saucer spooks and kooks book and uh, wanted to really get him on to talk about his um, experiences studying cattle mutilation back in the, like the seventies and the eighties. And we were also joined by Chris Corey on that to help us out with the interview on that one. Um, yeah. And we kind of we kind of delved a little bit into the Gaia theory about he thinks about why th- that cattle mutilations may be happening, mm-hmm. but we were also pretty honored to both receive copies of his book, um, Altered is, Stakes. Altered Stakes, yeah, which is uh, like looks like it was photocopied and stapled together, but it is pretty awesome uh, to yeah. just have to just have that. You know, it's, it's kind really of a cool great. artifact. UFO history, absolutely. Yeah. Follow that up. Three seventy-seven. Doctor Future joined us. Uh, we talked about January sixth and the January sixth insurrection, and some of the work that he has been doing on his Two Spies Report blog. Uh, Ren Collier actually joined us on that as well to talk about some of his thoughts on that. Uh, we talked about kind of the role of the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers in the insurrection. Um, and who the right wing kind of blames for it and how a lot of that narrative is not true. <laughs> um, so uh, definitely check out um, Dr. Future's blog, um, Two Spies Report. It is definitely something that um, is well worth, well worth checking out. Dr. Future goes into a lot of detail about a lot of different things. Very thorough. Very thorough, yes. 378, Nathan Isaac. We talked about fucking Somerset, Kentucky and weirdness and conspiracy central, which Nathan is a firm believer that Somerset, Kentucky is the nexus of all weird shit. Um, and what do we got? Well, of course, this is on the back of Penny Royal podcast coming out of the beginning of this year. Right. And um, which there's I some believe- kind of there's some hints at uh some material that'll be on this next uh yeah this next season yeah i believe the second season is coming out soon um and but he talks about we also talk about ganny castellero the octopus how that ties back to somerset kentucky i mean it was a lot of different um wild ride people involved it was definitely a wild ride for sure um See, I keep losing my place because he keeps wanting to pop back down. Aaron Golius, Chris Ernst, and Soraya Ascath. Yeah, this was about uh, about the nine, uh, primarily because uh, Aaron had just done an episode about the nine on the saucer life, and Chris uh, Ernst also knows a lot about the nine as well. So I wanted to get them together, and Soraya uh, joined us to talk about like sci-fi and. Um, uh, different, um, different um, aspects of, from his show as well. So, and this, this also, you know, we're kind of, this is about two couple of months before the conference. So really gearing up to have um, everybody that was involved uh, a part of that. Um, okay. 380. 
I don't think I skipped anything. 380. Tim Banal returned. And also we got Brent Rains to join us too. And we talked about a trip that uh, Banal took to, I believe this was to Whitehall, New York and Lake Champlain and Banal's trip to a Star Trek museum (laughs) (laughs) Uh, up in somewhere in Vermont and uh, talked a little bit about uh, Brent with some of like the, the Frank Simonton stuff and some of uh, Brent's research um, going back all the way to the 1960s on UFOs. Um, some of the things that he's written about in alternate perceptions and this uh, also the, the famous Frank Simonton pancake case. And we also talked about Travis Walton and some of the kind of stuff that was coming out about that at that time. Yeah, and, and Brent's been a really big local supporter and uh, helped yeah, me out with, with some historical stuff uh, of uh, I've been looking into from figures from the area in the past and uh, hooked me up with uh, some vintage copies of uh, UFO and uh, alternate perceptions from the uh, early 90s. 381, Jonathan Vankin called this close to zero because that is the title of his book close to zero which was about how trump handled or mishandled the covid crisis and some of his thoughts about that this one was real special to me um believe when we recorded this was when i was getting over covid Uh, but this one was real special to me as well because jonathan vankin wrote a book called the 50 greatest conspiracies later amended to the 60s 70s 80s conspiracies um that was pretty essential for me like you know reading back when i was in high school and in college so that was cool to talk to him about some of that but also his thoughts and his ideas about the craziness in the conspiracy world and how he felt where it's you know the negative place that that seems to be going um which was real refreshing to hear some of his thoughts and ideas about that. Yeah. Uh, we always like to get these uh, people who have been in the culture uh, for a couple generations and seen, you know, a lot of seen a lot of history and put things into perspective. 382 Steve Stockner rejoined us uh, for this one. This was California national park mysteries, which was his other book that he put out this year. Um, I feel like this is part of a trilogy, but we talked about a lot of kind of the weirdness and all, again, strange disappearances, murders that have happened in um, in um, in the national parks, and this was had to do with Yosemite, Mount Shasta, and also Joshua Tree. Um, and of course, we kind of we kind of got off the subject a little bit, talked about serial killers like John Wayne Gacy, and then also phantom clowns, which is one of Steve's favorite things to talk about and his missing persons mysteries, YouTube channel. We also talked about that as well. Steve is a big supporter, hoping he's going to be uh, in 2022 heading out this direction. Uh, reconnected on episode 383 with Peter Robbins. Uh, Peter is a really good friend of the show. He's been on several times and we talked about what we, we again talked about Tim Beckley. Cause again, Tim, I mean, Peter knew Tim Beckley very well. Uh, we talked a lot about how the grassroots conferences were organized back in the day, about the seventies and the eighties. Mm-hmm. 
what kind of the future was uh, was hell for UFO research. Chris Corey also joined us for that one as well. Uh, yeah, so Chris Corey. The- Chris Corey and Ren have sat in with us as kind of like you know uh, unofficial co-hosts a lot this year. Yeah, yeah, we we're, uh, we hope to have them a lot next year too. They're always great additions to the show. Um, one thing I really took away from that was uh, from that show was him talking about um, how the uh, economic conditions in New York really allowed a lot of those things to happen. And uh, now that we live in this uh, different kind of time where living in urban areas is a lot more expensive, it's harder mm-hmm. to get some of these, you know, incubate some of these events and, and subcultures like it, than it used to be. Which was a really good show. I always love hearing Peter's um you know, thoughts about all this. Um, you know, Peter's been around for a good long time and well, 384, 385 and 386 were all of our strange realities previews episode where we talked to just about everybody that was involved with the conference. Those are all videos uh, too, right? Those are all videos as well. Those are actually, you can find those, uh, that stuff that we streamed. And the first episode we had, uh, was, was 384 where we, the first segment we talked to, uh, uh, David Metcalf, Dr. Stephen Finley, and Jose Herrera. And in the second half of that, when we talked to Joshua Cutchin and Timothy Renner again, um, all five of those gentlemen were Im- involved with the, uh, with the conference. Um, in the second episode, we spoke in the first half, Amy Petula, Heather Mosier, and Kiki Dombrowski, who Kiki, unfortunately, was not able to join us at Strange Realities. But um, we're going to be making up for that pretty soon. And uh, the second segment we did, uh, Michael Hughes, Christopher Ernst, and Brent Rains. And then on, I believe it's 386, we had Steven Snyder, Recluse, Dr. Future, Alan Greenfield, Ren Collier, Soraya, Tim Banal, and Aaron Gullius all on, and Nathan. So that was all, all of that is on, or all on video. You can watch them. On, you can watch the, all those on YouTube as well. But this was us gearing up for the conference. 387, I actually recorded this right before the conference. This is Tobias Wayland, his book, Strange Tales of the Impossible. Uh, this was a book a little less about the flying humanoids, although that is definitely an element in there from what he talked about in 2020. But, uh, you know, people's personal experiences and some of the things that they have um that they have talked about with him. And we also talk about kind of the nature of the strange encounters and also uh, whether or not there's some fairy lore, uh, how it connects up to that as well. 388, we were joined by professor Wham once again, as she had some updates uh, with about Robert Berdella and cause she had been contacted by some of the relatives of, of, one of his victims that was actually because of the interview that we did with her back in April. So she gave us some updates on that. And we also talked to her a little bit about uh, some of the things that she's working on paranormal wise up there in the Hudson Valley. And we're kind of closing the gap here. So uh, these are shows that are so I'm pretty sure fresh in everybody's mind. 389 Jack Brewer uh, returned to the show this year. We talked about his book, Wayward Sons. This is NICAP and the intelligence community. And we spoke about how NICAP, which was a UFO research organization 
kind of from around like the fifties to the seventies was infiltrated by the intelligence community. And really Jack kind of lays out how that really was something that happened from the start of NICAP. Um, But also looking into the parallels of what we see happening with the UFO world today in 2021 and how it's very similar to what happened then. Yeah. I mean, that's a common thread with, if you look at some of these guests, especially this year, um, people like Jack Brewer, people like Peter Robbins, Adam go rightly. Um, we are Aaron Golius, of course. Um, we're really into understanding the historical context of the UFO phenomenon. And I think conspiracy normal is a really great place to get a big, broad picture of that. Yes, I agree. Episode 390. This is Timothy Renner and Chad Redding, uh, both from Strange Familiars. Of course, Timothy Renner, you guys know him. And Chad is uh, Tim's friend that has done a lot of like kind of like exploration with him. And this was about uh, Tim's upcoming book, but that is also a audio. It's also an audio book slash podcast called The Witch Cloud. And that is going to serve as, I believe, Strange Familiars, episode 300. And uh, this is about a haunted bridge in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, talking about their experiences out there and also talking about others, people's experiences and what kind of profound effect it has kind of had on them personally. Yeah, uh, that was really cool. Um, always great to have uh, Tim on and it was great to have Chad join us and uh, a lot of really spooky stuff and, and uh, experiences from a, a less uh, ghost hunty perspective and a kind of a cooler one. Yeah. 391, Jose Herrera. This is the second time we've had him on, uh, really the third time, but this is for his own show, Meta War and Mental Illness. Uh, Ren sat in with us on this one as well. Uh, this one was, um, I think, pretty important in kind of, you know, looking at the concept of meta warfare or like fourth generation warfare and what that means. And this was based off of Jose's, his talk that he gave at Strange Realities this year where we talked about um, basically the mimetic warfare and essentially how mental illness is being used essentially against us um, as a weapon. And then some of, you know, his work with veterans looked at that as well too. There's some hope in there. Yeah. Yeah. There is some hope in there, but uh, any of it's very sobering stuff. So. And finally, episode 392. This was the one we put out a few weeks ago. This is Dr. Future. This is the first, the 12th time we've had Dr. Future on the show by himself. We've had Dr. Future on many, many times on other episodes, but uh, we titled this, Where is this all going? And this was about uh, just that. He talked about how crazy the evangelical fundamentalist uh, media has become. And the influence on that and like the anti-vax movement and all these different things and the political turmoil that we are in store for in the 2020s. Yeah. Yeah. All very, very uplifting stuff. 
Right, right. So that's the uh, 2021 year in review, and this is episode 393. So you guys have noticed that uh, pretty soon here, episode 400 will be upon us. Uh, so that, I guess, will be the first thing we'll talk about as far as what we have planned in 2022. I mean, 400 episodes of a podcast is a pretty big deal. I've been doing this thing for 10 years, man. <laughs> and you've been doing this thing for almost four with me. So yeah. it's crazy. We don't quite know exactly what we're going to do yet. Sophia and I got to hash that out as far as like what we want to do for episode 400. Uh, we may do it as like we did for 300 might have people uh, might have a big hangout with people or we may, or we may do something a little different with some guests or, or a combination of the two, but he and I will talk about that. We still got a few weeks before that happens. So um, just look forward to that. I've already got uh, three shows, three guests scheduled. And I guess we want to let's talk about some things that we're going to do in 2022, uh, conspiracy normal wise, and also strange realities wise. Yeah, we've been uh, a little a little quiet here at the end of the year, just wrapping things up. It's a lot been going on, but we plan on hitting the ground running uh, in 2022 on the show and expanding the strange realities brand, like you said. Uh, on the show, we want to do one episode every month where it's just us, and we want to really double down on the conspiracy part of Conspiranormal, but do that by giving an in-depth history of the development of modern conspiracy theory culture and visiting a lot of these like primary texts and really trying to trace a genealogy of a lot of these ideas that that have been so influential. And I think what we're probably going to do as far as how that's going to be uh, time come out wise is it's probably going to be like the last episode of a month or however the month, you know, hits, but at least every three or four episodes, we're going to have one of these. And I think January is when we're going to put the first one of these out. And we're just, you know, I'm very much into history. Um, and I think it's something that we just felt like we needed to do as far as like exploring these different, uh, these different topics and how these ideas kind of morphed and changed over time. Yeah. It may be that we, we look at a specific, we're going to have a broad stroke to this broad mm-hmm. brush, but we're also probably going to look at more specific things um, that personalities, conspiracy, uh, literature, yeah. movements, et cetera. Yeah. Right. So there's, and it'll probably be in some kind of broad, loose, chrono- chronological uh, framework. So the first episode will probably just be about looking at, you know, his much more historical things. And as we get closer into the 21st century, you know, obviously that's going to be, um, more current event wise, but that'll probably take us some time to get there. Yeah. Cause the more influence these ideas and memes have on society now, uh, you know, I think it's, it's important to, you know, understand where a lot of this stuff comes from and trace some of the genealogies of these ideas. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. It, co- it coincides with a lot of personal research I'm doing also, 
and uh, will help. I'm sure it'll help us get a better understanding of things. Yeah. In addition to like the audience and there's, there's just so much of the, especially the source material that this is really going to force us to go back through that are usually, you know, second and third hand references in most of the material that like we, you know, uh, came up consuming, but not a whole lot of people really like go back to these really, really old texts that influenced and created these whole paradigms and put them in their historical context and uh, you know, how they're brought into the, the current context. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited about this. I think this will be, um, cause I, I, I actually want to, I, you know, I don't just listen myself to the paranormal or like UFO themed podcasts or whatever. Uh, I also am a big fan of history podcasts. And I think that, you know, I want to do something that could almost like stand alone from, you know, conspiratorial in a certain way. So, yeah, I'm really excited about uh, what we're going to do with this. And um, I think it's something that, you know, people need to, you know, want to hear our voices a little more than just, just a guest voice, you know? And so we're probably going to have probably three guests a month, um, you know, maybe, We'll, we'll just have to see how it all works out. But I think that's something that I'm really excited about doing over the course of the year. Yeah. I can't wait. And then we have um, also um, mentioned this. Um, I mentioned Kiki Dombrowski earlier and how she was not able to do um, the conference uh, this year, but um, starting in February and she is going to be the first person we're going to do this with. We're going to be, um, doing a different kind of, basically we've been doing these hangouts uh, for our patrons. And what we're going to be doing now is we're going to be doing like more of a paid kind of spend an evening with this speaker type of thing where they give a presentation and that presentation doesn't have to be an hour long. It can be as long as they want it to be. And then people can talk and then hang out. Mm-hmm. And so this is something that we've been really feeling that we want to do. And uh, February will be the first of those. And as we get kind of closer to that, we're going to get a date set for that. And kind of what I'm thinking now, and of course we will announce this over the course of the January and February. But what I'm thinking now is what we will probably do is that if you are a, uh, $10 are up Patreon yep. on uh, conspiracy normal. Uh, you're automatically in on this. Um, but if you want to, but to figure out a way for someone to pay $10 and join us on zoom, uh, because these are going to be paid events um, every month. And I think it either, you could become a Patreon for $10, which is probably the easiest way to do it. We'll try to set up some other way uh, to to receive payment for that. So just stay tuned on that. And this is something that um, there's going to be a speaker every single month. Right. And this is something that is uh, a speaker series that we and but also hopefully a little more interaction as yeah. well uh, online. Yeah, we're looking at it as a continuation of strange realities, and it'll be branded that way. 
Um, we will probably even use like Eventbrite and um, it'll be advertised similarly. And hopefully that'll, that'll help with some visibility and uh, we'll just see where it can go. You know, maybe it can evolve into some in-person events as well. We'll just see, we want to, you know, keep this open, let it grow, see what we can do with it, but kind of think about it as a, a paranormal Ted talks. Yeah. And also in January and February, I will be working on, we will be working on, um, the the next conference who's going to be speaking there and we do have some ideas about what we want to do and uh that will um should be october i think in october is probably going to be the obviously it's a great month for it so um in october i would suspect in october 2022 we're going to have this uh the next strange realities so which I'm hoping this year will be a huge blowout and everybody can come hang out here in Nashville with us and everybody else. So, so these are kind of the things that we, uh, we are thinking about and uh, we're, we're excited to be bringing you guys in 2022. If you guys have any suggestions or comments or anything, conspiranormalgmail.com. Of course, you can, you can hit me up, Adam saying, or, or just leave, uh, you know, conspiranormal Facebook page, leave us a message or, Spreadable YouTube page. Yeah, that's so. a big thing too. Uh, you know, we have a core audience we really appreciate who we do communicate with um, very often. But you know, for everyone else, like don't don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, one of the biggest things that we love about this is getting interaction and getting to meet you, you listeners. So right. please reach out, leave a review on iTunes. We are not in some ivory tower. Yeah, exactly. Down here, down here with the people. Exactly. Um, I would like to shout out to Paranormality Magazine. Yeah. Uh, they did a, uh, in their December issue, which you guys can find online, they did a um, whole write up on us about um, the Strange Realities Conference this year. So uh, we were very appreciative of that. And uh, it seems like we made some new friends. So. Yeah, absolutely. Just going back and looking at this list of all the all the podcasts that we did this year, I mean, it's it's pretty there's some pretty good shows on there. I can't wait to see what 2022 is going to have in store. Yeah, and we'll be starting out strong. Um and also Patreon on the Patreon side, we're going to have uh we should have some more interesting things as well. I mean, of course, we're we will be getting back into that pretty soon. Um so in the new year expect that to uh to be pretty pretty common i think uh, surfiel and i are going to try to do like updates and you know maybe looking a little bit at the news and these type of things so you guys will hear more of us on the shows on on that as well so all right i think that's it now guys we're uh we had a good year and i'm looking forward to 2022 being better so you know knock on wood man so that's it guys uh Patreon side, conspiranormal, uh, patreon.com slash conspiranormal. There's uh, $5, $10, and $20 tiers on there. So you guys take advantage of what that has to offer. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like we said earlier, real quick, the uh, if you're interested in attending these monthly uh, presentations that we have, probably the easiest way to do it and not have to keep up with it would be to become a $10 patron. 
Right. Yeah, that's definitely the easiest way. And that's what we're going to push the most. So, all right, guys, want to thank you so much. And uh, we will be we will be back very, very soon in 2022 on Conspiracy Normal. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now, but I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.